0: You're listening, listening to so Bible Bible Plus, Bible Plus. from Seesaw. Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Bible Plus. Uh, today we are in Matthew chapter 9, and there is uh, a lot going on in this chapter, but today I want to focus on Jesus himself. Um, in this chapter, Christ is revealed to us in many different aspects of who he is and so we really throughout this podcast and throughout this chapter just like with the whole bible we want to see Christ. So maybe just to give a brief overview of this chapter as a whole, um, in verses 1 through 8, we have Christ who is the kingly savior, which is revealed throughout the whole book of Matthew. But particularly in verses 1 through 8, we see him as the kingly savior with authority to forgive sins. And then moving on to verses 9 through 13, we see him as uh, our physician. We'll, We'll also see him in verses 14 through 17 as our bridegroom, the unfolded cloth and the new wine. And in these portions as well, uh, verses 9 through uh, 17 in particular, we'll see the things that frustrate us from enjoying Christ and enjoying his presence. Uh, the second kind of section in, in this chapter is verses 18 through 34. And these uh, are miracles of healing that also actually represent God's coming initially to the Jews, healing the Gentiles, and eventually his coming again to the Jews to save them at the end of this age. So this represents God's coming initially as a man to the Jews, and then because uh, of their not receiving him, The Gentiles reach out and touch him by faith, just like the woman with the hemorrhage. Uh, And eventually he arrives at the house, which will be uh, his healing. The Gentiles is throughout this age. Praise the Lord. We are all the Gentiles who have been healed by touching him. And eventually at the end of this age, he will come back to the Jews again. Finally, in verses 35 through 38, We see a principle that when God wants to accomplish his purpose, he needs us, his people, to pray to him concerning his purpose. Then he will answer our prayer that will accomplish or that will and through our prayer, he will accomplish what he wanted to do initially. So that's just a brief overview of the chapter. And like I said, now, now um, I want to focus in on Jesus himself, uh, particularly in verses 9 through 17. So in verse 9... We have Jesus passing uh, passing by a tax office and calling Matthew. And the tax collectors were very unpopular people Uh, in this time. They were not well respected. But the Lord called someone as he's passing by this tax office. And then in the very next verse, we see that there are many tax collectors and sinners coming and reclining together with jesus and his disciples and so the lord we just see him as one who uh is a, a friend, a friend of sinners, and not calling the uh not calling the uh, as we'll see later in this portion, the self-righteous Pharisees who do not think that they uh have any need for Jesus, but he's coming as a physician to the tax collectors and sinners. And even right here, um, I'd like to pause and and let's look at in these last, in chapter 8 and chapter 9, who are the people who the Lord has made uh, his heavenly people, who he has brought into his kingdom? Who are these people? Well, uh, in chapter 8, they were lepers, fever-ridden people, demon-possessed people, and in chapter 9, they're paralytics and tax collectors and sinners. Aren't we thankful that it's these kind of people who are really quite pitiful people who the Lord has come and made his, his part of his kingdom and is using to establish his kingdom? heavenly kingdom here on the earth and this points us to christ as our physician he is not ministering as a judge to condemn us because none of us would pass that but as a physician he is ministering according to grace to heal recover enliven and save people this is what the lord is doing for us he's healing us He's recovering us, enlivening us, and saving us. And uh, we also see in verse 11 with the Pharisees. The Pharisees were not enjoying the presence of Jesus like these, these other people who, who we just mentioned. And why is this? It's because of their self-righteousness. The Lord says in verse 13, he didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. And we know from Romans that there is none righteous, not even one. So this righteousness that the Pharisees possessed must have been their self-righteousness. And because of their self-righteousness, they didn't uh, they didn't think that they needed the Lord and so this shows us a principle if we are self-righteous we will miss grace and we will miss the Lord Jesus's presence anyway we we love the Lord we want to be in his presence we want to enjoy his grace and so we don't want to be these self-righteous people who feel that we don't at any point in our Christian life we do not want to feel like we don't need Jesus. Uh, and if we do feel that way, it's okay. We can just repent and tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be self-righteous. Forgive me for being self-righteous. I want to enjoy Your presence and enjoy Your grace. Um, now let's come to verse fourteen, verses fourteen through seventeen, and we also see the disciples of John. Who come to jesus and, and in verse fourteen they ask him, "Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast and I love the lord's answer in verse fourteen because their question uh, it's a little bit uh, according to doctrine, you know should we fast, should we not be fasting?" But the Lord doesn't answer them with a doctrine. He answers them with a person. And he answers them by drawing their attention to himself as the bridegroom. And so this shows us another principle that as believers who aspire to be the kingdom people who we saw in chapters 5-7, through our living and our walk uh, should be directed only by this person. And by His presence, um, why? So why weren't the disciples of John enjoying enjoying Jesus's presence? Well, we can see from verses sixteen and seventeen, uh, the the answer to this question that Christ, He's the unfold cloth, and He's the new wine, and based on the this is kind of his continuation of his answer to why the his disciples aren't fasting and so this the new wine and the unfold cloth is in contrast to the old garment and the old wine skins and so what these represent the old wine skins and the old garment these represent a religious Practices and what what do what do we mean when we say religious practices? A religious practice is something that is for God but without Christ. And so, to come back to the the matter of should we fast? Should we not fast? Uh, it's not that fasting is a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with fasting in itself. Uh, but the problem here is that. The disciples of John were caring more for these for this fasting than they were for Jesus Himself, and this can happen to us with anything that we can care for a certain practice um, more than we care for Jesus Himself, and this is trying to put Jesus as the unfolded cloth or as the new wine. Onto an old garment or an old wineskin, we'll find that we lose his presence if we, if we hold on too tightly to something that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if Jesus is not fasting, we do not want to be fasting. We want to care much more for Jesus himself and his presence than we do for anything else um so that's that's it for today thank you guys for listening um and just to conclude i always enjoy when when brothers are sharing that they they give a little prayer that a short prayer we can pray so uh just a short prayer maybe you can pray after this podcast is lord jesus i want to care about you more than i care about anything else Lord, don't let anything frustrate me from enjoying your presence. Hallelujah.